Welcome to A Meaningful Mess, a podcast for educators that believe that it's okay for learning to be messy as long as it's meaningful. I'm your host, Andy McNair. I'm a wife, mom, author, speaker, and passionate educator. I believe in the generation of learners that sit in today's classrooms, and I absolutely love helping other passionate educators find meaning in their mess. Let's get started. Welcome back to a Meaningful Mess podcast. So I couldn't wait to hop on and record today's episode so that I could share an unexpected connection that I recently made to education, um, really while exploring and not looking to make a connection. It was very, very unexpected. So let me kind of set the scene, tell you a little bit about where I was, what was happening, and then we'll talk about what that looked like. And I hope that um, you'll be able to take this, what I experienced, and Think about what it could look like in your classroom. All right, so I was given the amazing opportunity to visit Paulding County Schools, which is in Georgia. We just got back late last night from that trip. So I talked to their teachers yesterday and got to share a meaningful mess. And we just, it was just such a great day of sharing, learning, collaborating, um, coming together to just talk about, hey, what is best for this generation of learners and how are we going to make it happen? So just had a blast with those guys. It was a, it was a great day. But before that, um, my husband and I, my husband actually went with me on this trip because we have never been to um, Georgia, much less Atlanta, Georgia. And we wanted to spend some time really exploring and experiencing the city. And so we went a couple of days early. We got the city pass, which meant we got, we got to visit several different things, such as the Georgia Aquarium, which is amazing. We also visited the National Center for Civil and Human Rights. And man, this was such a powerful experience. They have something there called the Lunch Counter Simulation. And I don't know if I was emotionally prepared for that experience, but it is something that I will never, ever forget. We got to do the College Football Hall of Fame, which was my husband's highlight of the trip for sure, and then got to do the World of Coca-Cola. And there were some other things we did as well, but the World of Coca-Cola is what I want to talk about. There were so many amazing things. Well, let me say this, first of all, before I even talk about um, Coca-Cola, we went to this restaurant called Mary Max, and this is not a commercial. This is just me giving you a piece of advice. If you're ever in Atlanta, Georgia, you have to eat at Mary Max. It was so good. We are still talking about it. It was, I think it was the best food I've ever had. Delicious. And the atmosphere, it's just an experience. So if you're ever there, go to Mary Max, tell them Andy McNair sent you. It was so good. All right. That was a total side note. Uh, let's talk about the world of Coca-Cola because that's really where... Um, I made this unexpected connection. So let me tell you what happened. So my husband and I had gone to the Georgia Aquarium, had so much fun, and then decided to go over to the world of Coca-Cola. Well, I was excited about that, but I mean, I really thought it was just going to be a museum of us getting to go in and explore different Coca-Cola artifacts and learn the history of the beverage. And, you know, I kind of thought I knew what to expect. So we get our tickets, we scan our city pass, we walk in and as soon as we walk in, 
they are smiling. They're like, welcome to the world of Coca-Cola. And they give us a Coke, right? We get to choose whether we want uh, Diet Coke, regular Coke, Coke Zero, just all of these different options. And so they welcome us with something. And then they let us into this room, kind of a larger group of people. And there was a tour guide there. And I thought, okay, here we go. Here goes the tour. And I thought it was very cool that they, as soon as you walked in, engaged you by giving you a Coca-Cola. So I was like, oh, that's cool. They're, they're getting us hyped right, you know, right away. And when we went in and got to hear the tour guide share a little bit, she spent some time using, she used humor, um, she asked questions, she made connections to the audience. And so her job really was just to give us some of the history of Coca-Cola and to share important things that we really needed to know before we moved through the experience. So I talked about in episode nine, the three E's and designing a learning experience using those three E's. So engaging your learners as soon as they come into the classroom, designing an experience that they'll want to invest in, and then empowering them to take that learning beyond the walls of the classroom. So as soon as we came in, when they gave us that Coca-Cola, and then we kind of had that little mini lesson with the tour guide that was engaging and fun and exciting and got us, like I said, hyped for what we were about to experience, that was the engage piece. And so my wheels had kind of already started turning and I was like, oh my gosh, what a cool way to engage us as soon as we came in. Well, after we talked to the tour guide, that was not very long. It was short and sweet, right? Because she had to hold our attention. And so she got to the point very quickly. She gave us the information that we needed to know. It was fun. It was exciting. It was high energy. But then she said, all right, now you guys are going to move into the theater and you're going to watch a short video about Coca-Cola. And so again, based on my experiences in museum, I was like, all right, here we go. Here comes like the more history and all the things. Um, the video was actually a really emotional um, experience. It was, it was happy. It was high energy. Again, lots of music, lots of fun, lots of connections to different um Really, anybody in that crowd could somehow connect with something that was shown in that video. So they used our emotions to prepare us for the experience. So the giving us a Coca-Cola as soon as we came in, the little mini lesson, if you will, that the tour guide gave, and then that playing on our emotions to prepare us for the learning that was about to happen that was the engage piece. Yes. And so as we, after the movie was over, I mean, I was like, let's do this. I am really excited about Coca-Cola now. We were given the opportunity to explore and learn independently or learn on our own. And so there were several different rooms. I'm not going to tell you what those rooms are. You'll have to visit the world of Coca-Cola to learn that for yourself. But there were several different rooms that we could go in and we could explore on our own time. We could spend as much time in each room as we wanted. We could um, not go into a room if we weren't interested in learning about that particular part of the experience. We could stay in one room for a really long time if we wanted to go really deep into that part of the learning experience. My point here is this. They designed an experience through exploration, right? They gave us all of the, and there were several different things that applied to education. There was gamification in that experience. 
they had woven in pop culture so that it was meaningful and relevant. There was personalized learning. There were several opportunities for us to personalize the experience. I'm telling you, it was so cool. And remember, if you listen to episode nine, when I talked about the three E's on this podcast, I talked about how an experience really is meant to leave an impression. And so you could tell that was really their goal. And the final room was actually an opportunity and it had a global perspective. So again, tying into education was an opportunity for us to try. I mean, we so we had the opportunity to try over a hundred different drinks. First of all, I was like, we can't, we're going to be sick. Like we cannot try all of these, but they had them divided up by different parts of the world. So they had uh, beverages or drinks from Africa, drinks from Asia, drinks from Europe. And so then we could go in and we could try and experience the different types and see what we liked and what we enjoyed. And I thought, man, what a great representation of what an experience looks like. You know, that whole being able to move at our own pace, being given the opportunity to go really deep if we were ready for that, um, being able to pass on something like, you know, you know what? I already know this. I don't need to go in here or this is not something I need to experience. We totally were given the opportunity to own our learning and then to be able to decide, hey, this is what I want to try. This is what I want to try. This is what I want to do so that I know what I need for this to be meaningful for me. I just thought, oh my gosh, this is this is experience. So we've done engage. Now we're going to do experience. Of course, I was looking for the empower piece next. And so as we kind of closed out the experience, uh, the learning part of um, this whole deal, we were able to go into another room where they just had very modern versions of Coca-Cola and what, you know, fountain drinks look like now. And you were able to try and you could put in vanilla, you could put in cherry, all of these different options and try it. And I thought, that's it. Now they have given us an opportunity to make the connections beyond the walls of this museum. So now we get to try all of these different versions of Coca-Cola, the different drinks that they make. And hopefully the goal is probably that we will drink that drink after we leave the museum. So that's the empower piece, right? Taking that learning beyond the walls of the classroom, taking that learning, everything that you've learned about Coca-Cola, all of that hype, all of that excitement, and now go go drink Coca-Cola after you leave this museum. Um, it was the three E's in action for sure. And I bought in hook line and I was all in. I was all about it. And so was my husband. I mean, when we left, he was like, that was, I think that was my favorite experience of this trip. And so of course I was like, you know why? Because that was the three E's. They engaged us as soon as we came in. They designed an experience that we were willing to invest in. And then they empowered us to take what we learned and take what we knew about Coca-Cola and do something with it outside of the museum. And of course he was like, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me right now? Like, please stop. <laughs> but I just thought it was, they have done such a great job at the world of Coca-Cola of designing an experience that you will not forget, that was fun, that was exciting, and it was unexpected. I wasn't expecting that from a museum. I was expecting same old, same old, let's do this. And I got something that left an impression on me, which is exactly what an experience should do. 
So what does this have to do with your classroom? Well, I don't think it's that far of a stretch to think about what we experienced at the world of Coca-Cola and how we can use those same ideas to make learning meaningful in the classroom. Remember, they didn't wait until we were settled. They didn't wait until we had sat down. They didn't wait until we were quiet. They gave us that can of Coca-Cola as soon as we walked in. They engaged us in the learning experience immediately. And I often talk about, we know that Gen Z, we know that the students that are in today's classrooms have an attention span of eight seconds. Engaging them in those first eight seconds and getting them excited, getting them hyped about what they are about to learn can make a huge difference. Thinking about how the world of Coca-Cola also designed that experience so that we were able to really, that, that video that they showed us where we were able to connect emotionally to the experience and then use that emotion to drive our learning as we were able to explore. And we were given the opportunity to go as deep as we wanted to go. We were able to connect with pop culture. I talked about gamification and how they personalized some of the content but just gave us that opportunity to make important connections so that the learning was relevant. And then finally, that last part of being encouraged and being empowered to take what we had learned that day, to take that experience and take it beyond the walls of the museum. This very similar to how we want our learners to take what they learn in the classroom beyond the walls of the classroom. So just thinking through that, it makes so much sense. So if you want to learn more about the three E's, engage, experience, and empower, remember you can always go back and listen to episode nine of this podcast. I don't know whether you're listening to this in the morning, in the afternoon, or maybe in the evening, but I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, if what you're doing in your classroom isn't meaningful for your students, it's a waste of your time and theirs. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much again for taking time out of your day to listen. If you want to connect or learn more, you can always find me over on Twitter at McNairAN3. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Meaningful Mess. And you can always hop over to my website at andymcnair.com. Do me a favor. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and leave some stars as well. That gives other people an opportunity to find this podcast and listen as well. I hope that you found something that you can take back into your classroom and use with your learners. And I hope more than anything that this helps you find meaning in your mess.